I'm Daniel Lukies, and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years, and today I have my special guest. He's a best-selling author, no other than Mr. Karim Suleiman. Drum rolls, please. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Book 101, Mr. Karim. Thanks, Daniel, for having me here. I'm so glad to be with you. Yes, and uh, can you please introduce yourself? All right, I'm uh, Karim Suleiman. Uh, I'm from Egypt, and I write mostly uh, fantasy. When I'm not writing, uh, I work. Uh, in, in the pharma business so the sales and marketing manager so I have like a kind of double life well, a business manager in the morning and by night I try to write some stuff oh sounds interesting so what is the big difference of being writing a novel and a business manager oh it's a really it's a really big difference but you know there are differences and similarities because um there is this creative part because uh, part of the marketing side of the business, you uh, you are trying, you know, to imagine the consumer behavior story and how how you will interact with the, with your consumer. But there are also more restrictions in my daily job, of course. You know, I have uh, due dates. You have uh, you know uh, targets. You have. Uh, restrictive budgets and and uh, when i write i i'm my my, my the boss of myself so uh, you know i do everything whenever i want so uh, but uh, i don't have this luxury in my daily job so writing is your hobby yeah it was be my it was my hobby and i think it's still I started like in 2013, like 10 years ago. I was like writing on uh, one of those. Uh, like I tried some writing, uh, some of those writing platforms, and I till uh, joined Wattpad, and things started to get serious, you know. Well, after like uh, three years on Wattpad, I joined their Stars program, and I get commissioned for my work. And this that was like uh, a mind shifting moment because. I never thought that I would get paid for the thing I do, uh, the thing that I love doing, you know. So uh, after that, I started considering why I don't publish my books. And uh, I started started publishing with a small publisher and or an indie publisher. And then I took my rights back and became an indie author in 2018. And it's still like a, a side hustle. You may, you may call it like that. I, I'm not a full-time author. Because I have bills to pay, so I love my day, my daily job as well. What age you realize that you are good in writing? Uh, you know, I, I never thought I was good. I, I was good at writing, to be honest. I was just, you know, uh, doing the things that I, the thing I, I was writing the book that I would like to read. But I started to receive positive comments. It started on um, on Wattpad. It was really nice to see that other. It's nice to write, and it is nicer to know that readers like what you write. So, I, because on, on Wattpad there are always comments on each chap, chapter you post. I found interaction, and I found people 
waiting for your weekly chapters. So I thought maybe I was doing something right, you know. And it started, it evolved from there when I started publishing my books from the reviews uh, that I get. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not saying I'm good at anything. I'm just doing the things that I love, but I'm happy that people lo love what I do. So who influenced you in uh, crafting your writing? Uh, first of all, because uh, my, uh, in my, most of my readings in the beginning of my, my childhood was, uh, was in Arabic. There was an Egyptian writer called Nabil Farouk. He was used to write uh, science fiction. And uh, although I, I write fantasy now, it was, uh, was uh, sci-fi, my first genre that I, I started to read and write in. And after that, I was introduced into the world of the Lord of the Rings, and my mind was blown, man. That that because we don't fantasy is not this big in uh, in the Middle East. Um, when I saw when I entered the world of the Lord of the Rings, I wanted more, you know. So I was I, I was devouring every fantasy book that I found, and you can say that Lord of the Rings was my introduction to uh, to fantasy uh, if uh, to my my current influencers i would say uh, george martin uh, joe abercrombie mark lawrence uh, those are my top uh, writers so if you describe your top writers or your influencers what can you describe them i can describe them as uh, especially when i'm talking about the george martin it's immersive the, because for me, uh, by the way, I read Game of Thrones before I watched the show. And for me, the books were, I, I found my myself lost in this world. I, this was the, I, I thought that this story was my exactly cu cup of tea. It, um, I like how the world is so deep and the story and the plot is extremely complex of course uh, the characters are extremely complex so everything is immersive it sucks you in and you realize after a while that you you, you are just read 1000 pages so uh, and you still need more so yes. especially the first three books because i know um, you know starting from the fourth book it was a little bit lower than the first three but for, for me the first three books in game of thrones were like the best thing written in fantasy, in my humble opinion. Do you think which is better, the book or the series? The book by miles, especially the first three. <laughs> so yeah. I think at the end of the series, there's something <laughs> wrong with it. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, the, the, I think I, I think in the series they were going well, you know. And uh, until season six or seven. I don't know what happened wrong at the end. Season 8, I think they were kind of uh, a little bit in a hurry. That was a story that I heard that the two brothers were like, wanted to be involved in other projects, so they wanted to wrap up everything in like a few episodes. And it didn't make sense, you know. There were characters that uh, working out of character. If you remember uh, Tyrion, who used to be smart and clever, suddenly he became stupid, you know. It, it didn't make sense, and 
we suddenly saw Daenerys like in uh, suddenly become becoming a villain. Spoiler alert! If you haven't watched this series, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, I think there was a so, so a very great build up in the beginning that needed uh, you know a, a conclusion that befits all this uh, build up. Yes, definitely. Let's talk about your latest novel. Yes, uh, uh, my my latest actually is Tatter Banners, the sequel to Army of the Cursed. Army of the Cursed is uh, the first book in War of the Last Day uh, series, and as I said, it's uh, it's the uh, Spiffball semi finalist, and um, it's set in the world of Gurania. Uh, it's about uh, three main characters who are trying to uh, they, they didn't realize that uh, they can save their world actually everything came uh, it came by the by itself because every character ha- has had their own struggles and they found themselves you know uh, in the they cross paths together and they have to save uh, the world the world in the world of in the brink of extinction by an an, an, uh, an army of immortal possessed warriors, the and uh, actually the mission the, the mission of this army is to kill every single human in uh, their world. So uh, our three characters uh, realize that they have bigger issues to handle and they have to resolve or work out their uh, you know their matters together. Army of the Curse. What behind the title of your novel? Yeah, the uh, the title is about this army because uh, those uh, warriors are possessed by demons, and uh, so they are considered by the people of Grania as cursed. And there is like this uh, uh, some kind of prophecy that this army of the curse will rise at one time. And although they know that this army will come, the people of Grania are not well ready for this uh, army so uh, that, that that was the name the, the the story behind the title it's uh, the main threat that uh, you know th- you know that is all the story is based about that will end the existence of mankind in Quran. how did you craft that army of the curse oh uh, how did i craft it um you know it um the, the idea came when I was writing my first series, The Tales of Gorania. It was a di- very different story. It was a low fantasy. And, you know, I, 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 there was the, uh, part of the lore, those uh, demons in these cursed lands. And when I was writing this, this series, and it's, I think it's a, cop, a common tradition among authors that when you're writing a series, suddenly another idea comes to mind. And you are focusing on this new idea rather than finishing the story that you are already writing. So uh, the idea started to grow and I started to think why I'm not dedicating a whole series for this idea. So I started to plot the plan for the characters that will drive the plot. I spent some time for uh, to plan War of the Last Day so that I make sure that the all the POVs come together nicely and smoothly and nothing is forced or rushed so um, that was how in a nutshell this is how the the idea came together what do you think 
what are the elements that you put in the story to make us a semi-finalist in the SPFBO in year, the year 2021? Yeah, I think I, I will not, I, will, I can't speak on, on the judges. Obviously, there is something they, they like. But the, from, from the most common comments that I received, that the, the characters uh, were realistic. Uh, the plot itself, the plot is, uh, I think they like the plot and the action and the battle uh, sequences. Battles are, 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 are something that I enjoy writing and I enjoy read, reading as well. So uh, maybe this, uh, this is, and the world itself. So uh, maybe that's why they, they chose. So they think what is the best highlight of Army of the Curse? The best highlight. You know, the, 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 I, it's, it, is, it is difficult uh, for me to, to name what is the best, uh, the best highlight for Army of the Cursed, but I can say that, of course, uh, some readers uh, like the, the characters uh, the most. Some uh, readers enjoyed the world the most. Uh, some uh, other readers enjoyed the plot, so... Uh, you know, I cannot tell because everybody enjoyed something in particular. So I, our readers enjoyed everything and praise. I, I, I got some lovely reviews and detailed reviews about the, that praised the, the whole, all, all the elements of the story. So uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, really, Daniel. Yes. So what do you think the flaws of the book? The flaws. Yeah, that's really... Uh... <laughs> Who who is without flaws, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I will tell you what I uh, because that's a common uh, comment that I receive. The story is full of names and full of places, and uh, um, I, I I try to you know uh, make things a, li a little bit better by uh, adding an index with the name of the worlds and. The people of uh, of Gorania at the back of the book. Uh, some readers told me they, they didn't realize. They wish they they knew there was that index. If you could put it in the beginning, not at the end, where <laughs> the life would be much easier. <laughs> but uh, I think there is a lot of names in the beginning. Uh, some readers struggle in the beginning because there is a lot happening in the beginning. And you know we have three main characters, and every character in, is in a different place. So I know this is for some readers might not be the most uh, comfortable start, but uh, if you survive the first twenty five percent, you'll be fine because there is like uh, uh, an easy learning curve and you'll get familiar with the places and the characters. Uh, I think this could be uh, the most challenging part for uh, reading Army of the Curse. Definitely. So before we go on, Mr. Kareem, I want to shout out to the people listening in Egypt. Oh, I have a lot of listeners in Egypt, most especially in Cairo Gover wow. Governorate. I have 45% audience share. Alexandria at 45% audience share. Garbia at 5% and Giza at 5%. Thank you for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world. 
like Mr. Karim Suleiman. So, Mr. Karim, what are your short-term and long-term goals in writing? My goals for the time being is to finish uh, the series and uh, start putting focus on uh, on its marketing and advertising more uh, to get more uh, visibility. And um, I have a few ideas that I I didn't make up my mind about which uh, which direction that I will go. Uh, I have wrote those ideas down roughly. I have already an idea that I wrote almost the full synopsis of it but i i'm still not sure if i am going to write more and expand more in the world of gorania or should i you know start a new uh, universe and write about it so uh, i'm not sure what i'm going to do about my next story but these are my goals for the time being at the moment you attain already as uh you prove yourself as a good writer being a bestseller author what else you want to achieve beside from being a bestseller what well, uh, to be honest daniel my dream is to be a full-time author that i can uh, that, that my hobby the thing that i love becomes something that pay the bills and I dedicate my whole uh, time uh, for it. This is my long time dream. Yes, so in the future you will give up your uh, other profession and to be a professional writer. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so according to your reviews about your novel no army of the curse yep. they give you according to amazon 32 global ratings they give you 44% five star and 51% four star and 5% for three star and mm-hmm. according to ck not so curse although the first chapter seems disconnected to me it improved for me as the story progressed and I started to remember the names of the characters and who they were. What happened to the first chapter of uh, Army of the Curse? Uh, you know, uh, speaking of reviews, uh, because I know um, there are different opinions about it. Some writers uh, tell you that they, should, they shouldn't read the, all the reviews. I, I'm, not, I'm not that type. I read every review. And I, when I, whenever I find something uh, common that is repeated, uh, I, I, cons- I take it into consideration. Because, you know, everything about reading and writing is subjective. So uh, first chapter in particular, maybe because there is a lot of names. Maybe this is what uh, some, some readers might struggle uh, you will find other reviews that o- already enjoy the first chapter because uh, they like the introduction of uh, of Leila, uh, the, uh, one of the main uh, characters. So you can never know uh, what what you do. It will appeal to somebody, but and others might not might not work for them. So I understand this, but I I I guess for speaking about this specific review, I think because it's still in the beginning and there are a lot of names and places met may not make sense for them in the beginning. So do you think negative uh, reviews make you perfect in the process? I, ho- I hope so. That when, when, As I told you, when I found a comment that is uh, repeated 
uh, I take it in the consideration that I want to improve. But you know, there are so that what is interesting about the reviews and the critique that everything is subjective because I remember with my first book, I received like two reviews back to back. One of them was the first thing that praised was the world building. The next review, the most thing that they disliked was the world building. So who would you believe? <laughs> it's it's really <laughs> really hard. And yes. one of them is the, like the character so much in, and they say that it's one of the most iconic characters they have seen. And another reviewer say that they were they didn't like the character and it's he was so annoying. So you can't you can never you can never believe you can't know you can never predict whenever you write a story it will you can never write something that will appeal to everybody. But as I said, if I said if I find something repeated, uh, I take it into consideration. Yes, you cannot please everybody, as they said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and according to James Hardwood Jones, fast-paced and intriguing. Okay, so what are the elements you put in the story that make fast-paced and intriguing? Uh, yeah, uh, fast-paced. I, I, uh, the, the, there are always... Uh, I'm trying to make... Uh, uh, to add battle, to inject battle scenes and fight scenes every now and then. There are uh, there is a dose of mystery in uh, the story. One of the characters is looking for something at some place. Uh, there are some uns unanswered questions. There are some uh, plot twists uh, in the story that keep the story, uh, you know, keep the readers on the edge of their seat, uh, or at least this is my intention. So there is a lot of there is there is a lot happening, especially in the second half of the book. Uh, there are some people fighting. There are some people are trying to go from here to there. So um, I think this is, uh, you know, my ingredients for a fast-paced story. <laughs> yes, definitely. And according to Jennifer, see this part of an epic war. Oh my goodness! So how did you create this epic war? The epic war. Okay, there was uh, certainly a build-up for this uh, war. It didn't happen all at once. You see, like in the in the beginning, uh, a glimpse of uh, this army, and every you know chap chapter by chapter, every character this reveals or discovers part of this great war that is happening in uh, the background. So uh, it is like, you know, how can I uh, describe it? You know, it's like uh, Armageddon or Ragnarok, but it's my version of it. You know, that is something that is very bad is going to happen that will end, end this world. So there is a buildup for this war. And now we, after this buildup, there are the actual battles, the... There is, there is always battles, and there is, of course, the grand battle at the end of the, of the book, which is, I guess, many readers uh, loved it. Definitely, indeed. And according to Redwood Forest, a well-crafted work of fantasy fiction with strong storytelling and a satisfying conclusion. Mm -hmm. So, Thank you so much. 
yeah, according to Redwood Forest, that will be awesome. So do you think what is the satisfying conclusion that you put in the story? I will try to answer this without spoilers, but the thing is, and this is a little bit tricky with the, with the first book in any series, that you try to, uh, you know, to leave the door open for, uh, for more books to come, but there, there has to be some sort of conclusion for, uh, for the plot. There, is, there should be a milestone for, for the book. And I think for book one, especially, you can't leave it like on a cliffhanger and you leave uh, something, uh, ha something hanging. Of course, there are some, there are something that you, have, you are waiting for for book two. But the, the, the arcs of the main characters reach like a sort of con source of conclusion. Uh, at the end of the book, and I think uh, I hope my answer is <laughs> is yes. Plain enough no, because more more than that, it would be spoilers. <laughs> yes, spoiler people, we don't <laughs> like spoiler. <laughs> so according to Par, hang on to the edge of your seat. You just won't know what is going to happen next. Oh my goodness, like you're watching a series or a motion picture. So do you think that your novel is a good for a series or a good for a motion picture? For uh, with all this happening, I think it was definitely uh, a series because there is a lot happening and you need some time to uh, warm up with the characters and the, with the places and the I, in, in, a, in a movie, you, will, you won't have any time. The movie will, will only for the grand battle. <laughs> and you will not, it's not <laughs> enough for anything. So uh, definitely, I, hopefully I have one day, I have the luxury to choose between a TV series and, <laughs> and the movie. But if I'm having this luxury, let's dream, uh, I will choose a series, of course. Yes, dream big, as they said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cross my finger, Mr. Uh, Karim. And uh, if you want to go back and revise the book itself, which part of the book you want to revise? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Army, uh, in Army of the Cursed in particular, um, it, you know, it's like a, a huge building of bricks that... I, I'm afraid to miss with a small part to turn around <laughs> to, and because everything might might fall apart. So I think with with this, with, with the current structure, uh, I will keep it as it is for the time being because I'm not sure if I change something, how the outcome will uh, become because there is a lot happening and one single thing you might change, it will have this domino effect. So I will keep it as it is for the time being. Yes, definitely. So before we go on, Mr. Kareem, I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, on our third season with Chef Alessandro, one of the executive chef in one of the uh, five-star hotel in downtown Toronto. So please do listen to Food 101 plus one more please do have a copy of my photography books uh, spring flowers and panoramic view uh 100% taken in one of the beautiful place in 
British Columbia, Canada. So please do have a copy, Spring Flowers and Panoramic View. So Mr. Karim, uh, both traditional and uh, indie authors, can you give us the big difference of both traditional and indie publishing? Uh, okay, just for a little cl clarification, I, I I don't consider myself a traditional because um, some uh, traditional are referred mainly for people who are published with the big five. I wasn't published with one of the big five. It was a small press house. But uh, if you are talking about the similarities and the differences, of course, uh, mainly it's the freedom that you uh, have over your story or on the cover, everything. Uh, you are setting the deadlines, you are the one choosing. Nobody will tell you uh, you have to change this or put that or remove that. There, this is, there is no such a thing with being Indian. This is the beauty of being independent. Um, I think with the, with the royalties, it's uh, another big issue with uh, between trad and, and indie, and there is a lot of debate with who's earning more because on paper uh, indie authors earn a higher percentage of the royalties but uh, the question is a higher percentage of you know how much because uh, with with trad publishers there are they have advances there are advances i think with like five digits and sometimes six and of course uh, not, not ma so many indie authors get close to this number. Of, of course, there are a few who, who, who will, are doing really and really well. So th that's why some big name from traditional authors have switched to, uh, to become self-published. So uh, it's, it's like high, high, high risk, high gain with, when you go indie because you invest in everything. You are invest in your own editing, in the, in the editing, in the cover, and marketing your own book and it's a risk for me it's a risk i'm enjoying to be honest because i like to to call the the shots as it, as they say when i was as, with a small press i didn't have this control that i want to do this marketing activity i want to make this you don't have all the threads in your hand so uh, maybe so uh, what one th one good another th good thing about being trapped that you have more time dedicated to writing because when you are self-published, you have to be a writer and a marketeer, you know, for your book. And it's like sometimes it's like 50-50 because between writing and marketing, you can just Definitely. write and you expect your book to fly on its own. Definitely. So which one, which one do you prefer? The indie author or uh, the traditional author? Uh, it's a... Uh... It's a really <laughs> it's because I I I so I'm supposed to say of course uh, self uh, to be to be indie, but I can deny that if you one day become a traditional but traditionally published with one of the big five, who 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 would say no to that? Yes, definitely. So uh, it depends uh, w where the situation is, right? Of course, of course. If I'm doing great with uh, with my self publishing, of course I won't need. Uh, to be uh, uh, published with, uh, uh, to be controlled by anybody. But if uh, got the chance, uh, as I said, uh, that nobody is going to say no to that. 
Yes. I thought, Mr. Karim, you are a... Uh, uh... Yeah, it was... Uh, I, uh, it, it was like uh, through Wattpad, we, ha we had like an anthology of yes. uh, uh it's you know one of my one of the one of the things that not so many know about me because i'm known for, for writing fantasy but actually guys i used to write fan fiction -da, <laughs> about <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> and it was an anthology that was uh, published by uh, simon and schuster it was you know my brief experience with the uh, trad uh, publishers and um, you know the the part of the road is that I was mentioning this is this is what I when I felt the difference because the effort that you do for a short story uh, it's not like when you write a full novel with like one hundred thousand or one hundred fifty and you have to plan and invest on in all your marketing and advertising but in the end what I earned from that short story is more or less than what I have earned from uh, my my my, uh, my indie series. So you get the difference now from uh, from uh, from both situations. But of course, there were those. There you have at some point you were told not to do this. You have to change this part. I have no say in the cover, of course. So uh, over the marketing in general. So that was my brief experience uh, with, with uh, Simon yeah, and Schuster. Yeah, yeah, and I have an, an, another brief, another uh, short story that was commissioned by uh, by by Sony Pictures was a project through Wattpad as well for the Fifth Wave uh, movie. They were doing like a promotional campaign, and I wrote for like a short story based in the, set in the world of the in the of the movie. So those my my two experiences with uh, something like that traditional publishing. So do you think it helps you to be better in your writing for those exposure? I I would say it boosted my. Uh, of course, the more that you write, you get better. It, this is out goes without saying. And but uh, but I think the the main impact of this it it gave it gave me like a boost of confidence because before that before those two projects I was writing totally for fun. And that was when, you know, when you found those big names are paying for something that you write. So maybe it is not that bad, you know? Yes, definitely. It enhances you to be a better writer. Yes. What is your inspiring message for those uh, people out there want to publish their story? Oh, that's a big responsibility now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, 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 all I have, all I have in mind now that you have to be, uh, you have to do the things that you love. Be persistent. Uh, never give up. You know, and you can never know what happens next because when I started writing, I didn't know uh, where my journey is was taking me. So. Um, you can never know. Always keep dreaming, keep the things, uh, doing the things that you love, and be awesome. Yes, be awesome, people. So, Mr. Kareem, what are your struggles in writing? My struggles in writing is the time, <laughs> because 
have a full time job i have a family and two kids that i really love and they and you have the, like uh, a couple of hours when after they sleep that i have to squeeze everything in my mind onto the keyboard so um, this is my main struggle is the time army of the curse what else you can say about army of the curse it's uh, a, it's a multi pov epic fantasy if you like uh, uh, epic fa- epic quests with uh, very high stakes and lots of kingdoms and demons and mages and cool magic systems uh, and of course grand awesome battles this story might be for you yes definitely so what kind of magic that you put in the story uh, i would say it's like a mix between uh, alchemy and um you know alchemy because maybe uh, maybe because my ground is pharmacist so that's why <laughs> it came <laughs> like this so the uh, the mages use the energy um uh, they bind with the like uh, it's it's like similar to that in the name of the wind you know the they make the bindings with other elements around them but also they need potions to boost their uh, their abilities and to also help them recover from the side effects because magic comes with a great cost physical cost on uh, on their users and uh, if you you know with excessive use uh, those mages might not just get exhausted they might die from uh, not the, you know excessive use of magic so um, I, i found that many many read many some readers like that uh, like that part because don't like things that comes without cost or they just you know throw uh, incantations forever so this is not how it work yes definitely so how many series that you gonna finish with the army of the curse um how how many uh series or how many how many how books are, so far it's uh, uh as i said is three bo- three books book one and book two book one army of the curse and tether banners and i uh, have reign of demons it will be the conclusion i know it gets it, it's getting long guys but it won't be <laughs> that long it won't be two books it's the final book hopefully and i have also the standalone uh, novel set in the same world uh, the third crossing so i think that will be the the conclusion for uh, the whole series so it's not a trilogy yeah it's a trilogy yeah oh okay so what is uh, the connection without a spoiler the connection with the three books it's uh, the war of the last day itself that is happening all over the three books but we have like different phases and the beginning it's more of the preparation for the first phase of the war and you can guess it gets worse <laughs> for uh, in this in the and darker in the second until the ultimate conclusion uh, in the third Wow, sounds interesting, Mr. Karim. Okay, Mr. Karim, so please invite our listeners to buy all your books. This is really hard for me. I never I've never done this, but of course if you like if you enjoy 
epic fantasy with uh, cool characters and relatable characters and cool battle sequences and magic systems. So definitely Army of the Cursed and the War of the Last Day series is for you. Yes, let's support Mr. Karim Suleiman because uh, the book are phenomenal. If just like Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> right, Mr. Karim? Yeah, hopefully with a better ending. <laughs> <laughs> with a better ending, yes. <laughs> okay, more people. See you soon.